Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Yes, driving What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him one Welcome back to Radio Dub, first show of 2022 on FNR. And Josh, the break was was okay, but it's always good to be back on air, don't you reckon? It's so good to be back. Uh, you know, we didn't take as long a break on this show as some of the other programs. We, we slipped in for an extra week after Christmas. We, we did, and it was a good show, but I always, you know, I do enjoy the continuity. Taking that break off, I was like, oh, I want to talk about the dub. The dub's been good. The dub's actually been playing games, which has been exactly. a refreshing change of pace from the A-League Women men's. are consistent is what I'm trying, what I'm getting from this. We are very consistent. <laughs> you think something to do with being female Absolutely. means that you're testing negative for we COVID understand. more often? No, no, or? we understand uh, time schedules. We, we, we like we social distance. We're just a little bit better at it. That's it's what, a bit that's more what responsible. All right. Exactly. Yeah, I'll pay that. I'll pay that. Exactly. That's why the Matilda squad, are, you know, they, they're doing what they're doing. They're heading to the Asian Cup. They are, Josh. We have our 26 player extended edition with uh, four train-on players competing for the last two spots. What did you make of the Matildas selections that uh, Tony G has announced? Now, Josh, as I quickly get it up to... Mm. like, I'm almost certain I remember most of the squad, but just to refresh, I... I was... I understood the squad, but for me... I think the Matilda's biggest issue, and it has been for a really long time, is like the midfield depth and some like a level of continuity, especially when we play. So, because I feel like we don't have a lot of midfielders that help us going forward and are helping us stay solid when we defend. I was a little bit disappointed with the, some of the midfield selections. That was just that was my biggest takeaway. So, who would you have liked to have seen in the mix for this squad who didn't didn't get a look in for whatever reason? Midfield wise. I- but the, the problem I have is that I, I would have loved to see Katrina go, but mm. um, obviously, for, like, she just had a baby, so... That was her call. She yeah, that was, was invited. That was, that was her call. Um, and it's nice to be asked. I would you know, have, if there's a party you can't make it to, the person yes. no, it's, it's still nice to be stuff. asked. You know? I would love... One of our favourite people on the show we love to talk about. Um, I would have loved to see Chidiak, but I understood because she hasn't played a lot, but I, I do think the number six position for mm. the Matilda squad is something that's been calling out for a player who's consistent and can play good football there and is commanding, I think we lack that, especially in this squad, and I think she would have been really a really good addition for the team. Victory have had their ups and downs, to say the least, uh, since the injury to Kayla Morrison and various sort of flow-on effects in the centre of defence and a midfield that has been quite uh, chopped and changed. So do you think Victory's performances have impacted on Chidiak's absences? Also, um, she tested positive for, for yeah. COVID. She would have been okay, you know, in time for the Asian Cup, but it's tough to come I, back I, off I think COVID f- case. And I think it's mainly because she hasn't played. Like mm. when she was in Japan, she wasn't playing consistently, right. consistently and she was played out of position. So I think it's hard for Tony Gustafsson to go, oh, I want to put you in ahead of some of these other players who have been playing consistent football. I do, but for me, I think her level is still better than what we have for whoever's going to play in that number six because it looks like it's going to be either Kyra Cooney cross playing there or Emily mm. Van Egmond who... Kyra Cooney-Cross is still learning the position and Emily Van Egmond, have, we've seen that when she does play in that position, it, it kind of limits what her best attributes are. So it, she gets a little bit exposed and it leaves the Matilda's side when they're defending as a unit very exposed. And 
easy to cons- to score against at times. There's two two other options for that number six spot. Ivy Lewick, who I think will more likely see minutes at centre back, has been yeah. brought out of retirement for this tournament. What were your thoughts on that, Josh? When that when you heard that, is she going to play in twenty twenty three? No. If, and- if the answer is no, then she shouldn't be here. And this is ultimately my biggest problem with the way Tony Gustafsson is essentially managing this side. He cannot go. Like he he's he is here until the World Cup. The World Cup is his is the ultimate decider if he stays on as Matildas, uh, the the head the coach head coach for the Matildas. Or rides off into the sunset yeah. having won the tournament. Exactly. Yeah. So this squad is a this is a dress rehearsal ultimately for the women's World Cup. So if he if these players aren't going to play, what is the point? And if we are not going to set up a system that we are going to consistently use in the Women's World Cup, then there is no point to what we're doing. It's just you're just playing tournaments for fun at the end of the day. My opinion on his tenure so far is the performances haven't been good and the results have been few and far between. There have been yep. a few good results, a couple few of wins scraped at the... You know, a good performance, I guess, in a chaotic game against Team GB at the Olympics. One good performance in a friendly against Brazil, and that's been it for me. I haven't seen anything else that I've been pleased by. Do you think the necessity of generating some positive PR around this team heading into the World Cup means that winning the Asian Cup suddenly becomes much more urgent. But it has the bad form... So to put it another way, has the poor form of this team during his tenure so far suddenly put more pressure on winning this tournament right here, right now? Is that why we're seeing Ivy Lewick in the do lineup? You not, do you not win the tournament with some better players, Josh? <laughs> like, I don't... Well, like I, I mean, that more experienced, me is, meaning that you can be trusted yeah, in a high-pressure game. for sure, game. but then... What's the, what have you been doing for your whole entire tenure? Then, if you know, if you're suddenly bringing her in, Ivy Lewick, look, oh, Josh, English Ivy language, Luick. it's hard. I don't know what happened. My tongue just like decided not to speak English there, and it just like tripped me up. But I, if you have the squad that you want, and you're in the UAE, you can you know practice a little bit before you head up to head into the Asian, um, the Asian Cup. Why can't you select the team that you actually want? Why are you just going, oh, this will be for now? And then you get this positive PR. But I don't think I don't think it's hard to generate positive PR for the Matildas. Like I just like am I mistaken in thinking the Matildas walk around with positive mm. PR constantly in the back? Or if I'm looking at the wrong thing? I when I'm taking care of things, when I'm fixing things, when I'm around the house, as you might have guessed. I'm not a very practical person. Okay. I'm not very good with tools. Mm-hmm. I often fix things with duct tape and I say, that's just a temporary fix. I'll get someone in. See, and you never do. No, I am so So once we get that. to the World Cup and Ivy Luke's still playing centre half uh, on in the opening game, we're going to th- say that was supposed to be a stopgap. But she's 37 and she's starting on home soil. I, I really think this is a, is a bad decision. I have, I'm always, I mean, will always say duct tape is not, if you're building a house, don't build it with duct tape, please. Put the duct tape away, yeah? Get some real builders in there. Get the right plumber. Get the right electrician. And this is like, get the right players and build a great foundation. Because if you build a good foundation, your house is going to be there when the storm comes. And the storm is the World Cup. And if we capitulate... The storm is coming. The storm is coming. <laughs> and if we go out in the group stages, who cares 
if you kind of did well and maybe if you didn't even win the Asian like cup I what are you talking like come on like I, these decisions don't really ever add up like I love the Matildas and I think the Matildas are capable of what better than what they're doing now but the selections don't allow them to be better some of the selections I was pleased by, Courtney Vine and Holly McNamara, two players who've lit up the A-League women so far this season as train-ons, potentially making the final cut. Um, there's a few A-League players who've been selected, but yeah. the train-ons, uh, those two players, Winona Heatley, who plays on the left of a back three for Melbourne City, and Carly Roastbacken, who can play left-back or centre-half for Canberra, who's been in and around the national team for a while now. Which of those players do you think is most likely to make an impact to firstly get selected for the tournament and make an impact so, at it? I think it's a two-on-two two two competition. Like, it's split with Courtney Vine versus Holly McNamara. Yeah. Like, it's either one of those two, which really disappoints me because they're probably the two that I like the most out of those four. Yep. Um, I don't think Holly McNamara will make it in because I was looking at some of the quotes from Tony Kostavson's press conference. Reading it, between the lines. Reading between the lines. And he, he was talking about Courtney Vine as, and, and looking forward to the Asian Cup and speaking about her as if she was already in the side. So I, I feel like Holly McNamara is there to just be around the Matilda squad and build some little bit of, you know, confidence and to feel settled, like, that she has more potential to be in there. But I don't think that, you know, she'll make it. But I I do love Courtney Vine. I think her, what she's been doing for Sydney this season, her performance on the weekend was amazing yet again. And um, I'd be happy to see her. I'm probably most excited to see her. I agree. I think Vine is the most likely to see minutes because it's hard to break into the team as a defender, as a youngster who's not played much, and uh, in substitute appearances, I think Courtney Vine... Well, they're both really fast, to be fair. I think they could both be impact substitutes. I want them both to be there. That's the problem. Josh, the Matilda squad has got, what, seven forwards in there. You've got Caitlin Ford, Mary Fowler, Emily Gilnick, Sam Kerr, Hayley Razzo, Remy Seamson, and Kai Simon. I'm slightly surprised that Seamson made it as a permanent pick as opposed to a train-on. Really? little bit. I, I think she's been, I think she's, she's been the great. reason Sydney's been But just what you're talking about in terms of squad balance. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised that she's nailed on. I'm, I would expected it, I would have expected her to be battling for the final. I think spots. that we, like, we have a lot of great forwards. Like, we're, mm. we're blessed with the forwards to pick from. But when I see these forwards and then I see the midfield, I don't see like six players that play well together. Mm. that are a system. They just seem like really great individuals. And I, I don't want to, like, seem to, like, be bashing on Tony G. Like, I, I think he's capable. He's a, he's a he's decent manager. But I don't think he knows the midfield selection and the forward selection because these players, the way I've seen them being played in the Matilda system, they don't look like they are supposed to be playing with each other. They look like individual players who pass the ball to each other occasionally. Mm. I don't think the puzzle has quite been solved. And, you know, this is a chance to do it in the group stage. You can be more experimental in the group stage of the Asian Cup because we're playing against some serious minnows. Yes, I think the the Stadge revenge match is one that you Very you have to win that. You have to win that. Otherwise, you know, the, the kind of criticism like, is coming your way. The players themselves have to – this has to be a statement. But realistically, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, they all have to be – 
pretty convincing victories, I would imagine. Like the, the Asian football has a lot of catching up to do in the women's side. Um, yes, Japan yeah, the, and Korea are very good. The, it's very top-heavy. Yeah. There's only a couple yeah. of good teams in Asia, and this team really needs to make the final uh, for it to have been a successful tournament. I, you say finals. I think they have to win. Well, Japan's a good side. Japan is a fantastic side, and they hit Japan have a lot of tremendous if, players. If you lose to Japan in a final narrowly, there's no shame in that. And that's happened that's, before. It, exactly. But I think the Matildas need to have aspirations that are more than just the finals. They have to look and say, we need to stamp, uh, we need to make a claim that when we go to this World Cup, we're not just here because it's a home World mm. Cup. We are somebody who's we're actually... Contenders. Needs, we're contenders. But, you know. Could have been contenders. Could have been, could have been Josh. Uh, last thing I want to discuss with this squad is whether or not some of the players who are playing abroad who we don't see as often... You are a much keener observer of the WSL than I am, and some of these players play there. Some of them play in France. Some of them play in uh, the Scandinavian leagues. Uh, but whether there are some players who maybe should have had more pressure on their positions in the squad, because there seem to be about 20 or 21 nailed-on selections every Matilda squad. If they're fit, Gosh. they make it. And I wonder if this comes back to the fact that in 2019 we had this great uh, equal pay deal, which was obviously a fantastic development for the game here, but it means that about twenty players are, contra- are contracted each year as Matildas and are paid more than everybody else. It's not it doesn't work the same way in the men's. If you're selected, you get match payments. Yes, it gives these players a lot of stability in their careers, and I think that's a good thing. But also, it creates a hierarchy. Yeah. And are are there undroppable players? Have we got to that point with I the Matilda the, setup? I, it's so uh, heavily, uh, I guess, it's, it's such a hierarchy. Yeah. It's so stratified. The only person who has a certified spot just because of their place in women's football at the moment is Sam Kerr. Hmm. I think every single player should is capable of being dropped. Hmm. But a player for me who didn't make the team, Angie Beard. Josh, she's... She's quality. Like, like, how does she not make the squad? Like, uh, for me, there are some people mm-hmm. who have been selected, who I am very questionable, who are questionable as to their why they should be. You're in really the embroiling this spot with oh, controversy already. For no, 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 Josh, 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 Josh. I'm sure I'm she'll be saying, a lot I'm more d- diplomatic. I'm just saying that I <laughs> think that some people haven't had a great season so far. Their teams haven't had a good start. You can't say that about Sydney FC. No, exactly. But I'm just saying that Angie Beard, I think she should have been a comfortable lock. Yeah, the- she didn't make the team of the season in Norway. Hard done. Yeah, hard, I'm just saying. I, that's just me, Josh. I'm just, you know. But uh, uh, that's just, I don't know. The Matildas, I want to see them play in the tournament and then, you know, and then I'll make my, be like, ah. Oh. She's, she's hard done by... Yeah. Another player who you might say is hard done by is who we're going to chat to after the break. That's Jessica Nash from Sydney FC. I'm excited. That was good. That was a good tease, Josh. I like that. A little segue? I like that.